0: Today's topic is one that I get asked about all the time, maybe even on a weekly basis, and for good reason. It's how to advocate for yourself in the doctor's office, specifically as it relates to asking good questions. So, knowing how to advocate for yourself is important in a variety of settings, not just the doctor's office. But of course, we focus a lot on fertility and women's health, so the doctor's office comes up a lot. But the doctor's office is also this unique environment because the person you're speaking with isn't a friend or a colleague or a coworker, but an assumed expert in their field. And that can feel intimidating. You know, you're walking in with a lot of respect for these professionals. Um, You trust them to know more about medical issues than you do, you know, that's why we're there. And so we start wondering, what if I don't know what I'm talking about? Or what if my questions are really silly? What if they tell me it's all in my head? Or maybe you doubt whether you should be asking questions at all, considering the fact that they're the expert, not you. But what you have to offer is incredibly important. Yes, you value the years of study and hard work that they put into their education and profession. You want their opinion and their guidance. You trust them as your doctor. And at the same time, you are the only person that can offer critical insight about yourself, the patient. You know when something feels off or when your symptoms change. You know your medical history, medicinal history, even your menstrual history in a way that no medical record is going to be able to reflect. So there's no one else on the planet who is going to know your body and health the way that you do which makes you your best advocate for your health. So ideally, the doctor-patient dynamic would be one of partnership with both people bringing their individual expertise together in order to treat you efficiently and effectively. And sometimes this happens and it's beautiful, and sometimes it doesn't. And I will give you a real world, totally unplanned example. I recently had a just like a run of the mill preventative appointment with a specialty doctor. And no, it was not an apro doctor because it wasn't related to women's health. But I went into my appointment with just a couple prepared questions to make the most of my time with the expert to doctor. And when I started asking those questions, I was given these little short, non-descriptive answers, definitely designed to like keep the appointment short. And then when I asked for more information, it was clear that that was a little bit frustrating or annoying to the doctor who I'm sure was just ready to go to the next appointment, you know. So, I mean, it was perfect. I didn't even plan it, but it happened right here before I'm recording this planned episode. So it really works out Uh, because this type of scenario, it happens all the time not every time, thank goodness, but often enough that you may have experienced it at some point in your life. And you know then that it can make it a little more difficult to advocate for yourself in the next appointment. So first of all, I want to be clear that it is not usually because your doctor is rude or arrogant or unfriendly, okay? Most of the time, it's just because they're stressed, they're short on time. If you talk with medical professionals, you learn that they're given like 10 minutes per patient and they have to keep things moving. But once they've seen you're healthy, they have a plan for what they're going to do next, they're just ready to get to that next exam room because they have to begin that all over again. But if a doctor never hears from their patient, then they're never getting the full picture. That's why the doctor-patient relationship has to be one of partnership and communication in order to truly be the most effective. And why it's important to hold space for both of these important things, respect for the doctor and respect for the patient. Which leads us into a few tips that we've come up with on asking good questions during a doctor's appointment. Tip number one, become an expert in your field. As tempting as it is to research every little detail about a possible medical diagnosis, that's not your field of expertise. You are your field of expertise. So like we just talked about, no one else knows yourself like you do. So the information and insight you have are invaluable. If you go in looking for an answer to new symptoms or side effects, then start keeping notes about what they are, how long they last, what makes them better or worse, anything that you notice, because you never know what information is going to be helpful. Or when preparing for an appointment, keep a log of changes in your medications or your supplements or any big environmental changes like sleep patterns or dietary adjustments. If you want, you can even compare how you feel current day to what you felt a year, two years, five years ago. Look at lab results and compare the differences. What patterns are you noticing or trends are you noticing over time? And you don't have to do all of that in order to be a good patient. But what's important is simply that you know that your experience is valuable and is necessary to make the most of this appointment knowing and believing that yourselves really helps you to convey that both to the staff and to the doctor. And maybe keeping notes beforehand will help you to express yourself more succinctly and effectively. So become an expert in your field, which is yourself. Tip number two, Become familiar, generally familiar with the possibilities. So you're the expert on you, the doctor's the expert on the medical side of things. But I do think it is helpful to be familiar with what the medical possibilities are. So it's too much pressure to try to take all of it onto yourself. But in order to advocate for yourself through asking good questions, it's usually helpful to have a general understanding of the topic and the possibilities. This leads us to tip number three, prepare your key questions ahead of time. This is super helpful not only to yourself in helping you remember what your questions are, but to your doctors too even the kindest doctors are gonna be a little rushed for time. So having your questions ready beforehand really helps you both. So here's an example. If you've been experiencing symptoms and you're coming in in hopes of identifying a cause, You'll want to research your symptoms and any possible diagnoses ahead of time so that you can ask what they're testing for, how they plan to rule out other possibilities, maybe what treatments they suggest, and possible next steps depending on the lab results that you get. But it doesn't even have to be in a scenario where you've had time to research. Maybe you went into a routine appointment and they surprised you with, you're gonna to need to start a new medication. In fact, medications are a great example. So if they prescribe a new medication, you can use that opportunity to become familiar with the possibilities even without prior research by asking specific follow-up questions like what side effects should I expect? What side effects would you consider concerning Are there any alternative medications that we could consider and what are their side effects? Do you expect me to take this medication long-term or is this more of a short-term treatment? Any of these questions help give you a framework for understanding the medical side of things and to be able to be an active participant in your own health. Tip number four, it's okay to ask for more information. Your doctor says, we're gonna run some tests today. Great. What results are you hoping for? What are our next steps going to be if they come back normal? What if they come back abnormal? It's okay to ask about next steps. You know, I believe that your most valuable time to get answers is when you're right there face to face with your doctor. The same thing goes for if the answer to a question is maybe not as thorough as you were hoping for. If you're like me and you were given those short, little, non descriptive answers, but you need a little bit more, Don't be afraid to ask the follow-up. Can you explain that to me? Or I'm not familiar with that term you use. What does it mean? Or maybe, you know, you just said A, B, and C. Can you tell me why that is? It can be intimidating in these situations to just get these questions out or to be prepared to ask the questions. That's why tip number five is often really helpful. Practice advocating for your needs. Advocating for yourself can sometimes feel intimidating when you're on the exam table and the doctor's moving efficiently through the appointment and you feel like your time is running short. So practicing beforehand what you're gonna say or how you'll handle a situation can really make a huge difference as far as comfort on your end. So when you plan ahead, you can do things like let the nurse know that you have questions for the doctor so that when the doctor comes in, they're already briefed and they're ready to answer or you may choose to bring your notes or questions in on a piece of paper so that they can see that you have an agenda or you have topics that you'd like to talk about during your time together. You may even wanna actually practice what you'd say if they're on their way out and you haven't had a chance to ask your questions yet. You know, I could see you're getting up to go, but I do have two more questions for our time together. Or I'd mention this to the nurse, but I do have a topic that I'd really like to discuss today. Most of the time, these doctors will sit right back down and want to hear your questions. They know they're the expert in their field and they want to be helpful. After the appointment is over, there are still ways that you can be an advocate for yourself when it comes to the doctor. Tip number six, be intentional to follow up. Doctors' offices see dozens of patients a day and they field who knows, dozens, hundreds, depends on the size of the office, I guess, phone calls, faxes, email requests every day. So ultimately, you are still the best advocate for your care, even after the appointment. You can do this by finding out when they expect to get your lab results and then make a plan to call and find out what those results are or identify who it is that completes whatever next steps were established from the appointment. Maybe they need to send some orders, maybe someone needs to call in a prescription to your pharmacy. That way, if you know these next steps, if they don't end up happening for whatever reason, you know exactly who to contact in order to get that to happen. Many times, the answers that we're looking for don't actually come during the appointment, but afterwards when we've received some sort of results. So being prepared for how to follow up afterwards really does make a huge difference. So all of these tips are meant to be helpful no matter what doctor or doctor's offices you work with. The better relationship we can have with our medical providers, the better our care and the stronger our team. So as patients, we want to do what we can to, of course, advocate for ourselves, but also to help our medical providers thrive because their thriving really does end up helping our thriving But the same is true the other way around. You know, most doctors get into this work in order to help and to heal. And they know too that our thriving is their ultimate goal. So if you don't have a doctor that partners with you in this way, I'm just saying consider finding one who does. Your voice is important. Ask friends for recommendations, or if you have another trusted medical provider in a different specialty, ask them if they know someone in a specific field. So we talk about NAPRO doctors all the time on this podcast, but they're only in women's health. That doesn't mean that you couldn't ask them if they had a recommendation for a great dermatologist or orthopedic surgeon, or, you know, name your field. My final tip is this one. No matter who you are working with or what your experience, be kind. To the doctors, to the nurses, to the front office staff, you do not know what a difference this makes, short and long-term. A lot of times we underestimate the effect that this has. And I will tell you, I used to work front office you do not know what it will mean to that front desk for you to come in 15 minutes early with your paperwork done and your driver's license and insurance ready, okay? Or how appreciative your nurse is of you asking them how their day is or telling them it's okay if you had to wait a little bit or maybe having a printout of all your medications or supplements if you have a long list. Give each person you encounter grace and kindness as much as you can, and hopefully they're going to return that right back to you. I also think that this really helps our medical teams thrive in the long term. So it is very difficult to be in the medical profession, and we have so much respect for what they do. We want to help them do that well and give everyone the time that they need and maybe have a good environment in their office every day. So I hope all of this has been helpful. I would love to hear your experiences. And if you have any other tips that you found that work well for you when it comes to asking questions in the doctor's office, I do hope to do a few more episodes similar to this in the future about other ways to advocate for yourself within the doctor's office outside of asking questions. So you can find us over at Woven Fertility on Instagram or submit it to our website. That's wovenfertility.com. If you like our episodes, you appreciate our content, I would love for you to leave a review on whatever podcast listening platform you use. It really does make a huge difference in our ability to share with others, and we really appreciate it. As always, thanks so much for listening as we continue to explore together what it means to be woven well.